everybody, welcome back to another episode of Podmas of God Built This Podcast. I'm your host, Maxine. We're on episode five. I'm still congested. Jeez. I was on a phone call a moment ago and the person was like, someone stick up your nose? <laughs> yes. Congestion. Mucus. Snot. And you know what I think is not helping that I've been doing and I didn't realize it's probably not to my service. Um, I've been using this nasal spray because I have a really, really dry nose. It gets dry really quickly. It gets flaky. Um, it gets super itchy because it's so dry. And I used to just think, oh, maybe I just got to fix it. Maybe I just got to add more hydration in my skincare routine so that my the layer on my on my nose the skin layer on my nose is more hydrated and the the itchiness the dryness will finally stop i'm still working through finding the the right amount of hydration the right specific skin care product for that um i know i've been doing a good job so far because with skincare you have to include, this wasn't a thing when I was younger though. So I feel like things just like, I don't know how we got scammed into it, but now you need so many products for just the FaceTime, okay? You need products for daytime, nighttime, just FaceTime in general. You need to make sure you have a whole skincare line. So you have your cleanser, you have your toner, you then have your serum, and then your moisturizer. So that's four things that I just named. That's a that's a necessary thing for you to have in that order for your skincare routine every day, morning and night, but sometimes you could skip out on the nights. It depends on how your skin is. Um and sometimes with toner, you could just like not decide to use it for today, but you can use it the next day. Anyway, I still have to say that hasn't really fully giving me the the hydration that I need. So maybe I got to add more things to that. And as I see on Instagram, there's a lot of um, other women on who will show their skincare routine and they have like a whole cabinet full of just any and everything. And I'm like, you use this all day, every day? Like they have several serums, they have several toners and they alternate between this one and they notice that in the summertime, the skin is like this, so they gotta use this line instead. So it's just a lot. So anyway, I've been using nasal skin or nasal spray because I'm like, maybe the inside of my nose needs some hydration. Obviously can't put a serum or moisturizer up there. So let me go ahead and spray this little crack cocaine up inside. <laughs> let me just spray this little crack cocaine. It's not gonna, it's not gonna hydrate it up a little bit. Um, and I think it's been working, but at the same time, I've been congested since I've been getting over a cold that I had recently. So I think the nasal spray is actually congesting up some more the mucus that I have. In my nasal cords. Anyway, that's a lot of unnecessary information that you did not need to know, but maybe someone needed to hear that so that you can, too, stop putting nasal drip in your nose when you're still congested. Okay, I want to talk a little bit more about the the conversations I had the last two Podmas episodes. I'm not done. (laughs) That's, That's really what it is. I'm not done in my congested ass voice I'm not done and this is some things that I missed to say in the last two episodes for this for that topic and I just want to make sure I say it too and if more comes in mind then I'll add that in and this is a conversation that isn't not is not a one-stop shop conversation right like you know as you grow as you experience different things in life you evolve more you have different perspectives you have different experiences and so this conversation will be a continuum and I may have guests on who may want to dive into this conversation with me as well because you know I love a good conversation okay what I want to get into is ancestral altars ancestral altars or people just say altars and it's for ancestral veneration and what that means is 
when you are venerating an ancestor, you are, I guess in lamest terms, waking them up from the dead. You are waking up that spirit, that, um, that ancestor, that relative, that, that cousin, that, that, that loved one who you are related to, whether it's a close relation or further down in your lineage, um, you are venerating his or her spirit so that you can communicate with him or her. And the goal with that is to, some people like to do it, do it just because they want to stay in contact with those who have passed on. And some people do it because it's all in a combination, I feel like, because they want to, they don't want to let go. You know, they don't want to um, move on fully from losing a loved one. And that's where um, that, th- the understanding comes in from me when I, I see people um, addicted or somewhat, uh, what is it, um, honoring that practice of, alter talk, alter moments, alter time, all of that. And I feel like, y'all, excuse me, because it's like hard for me to breathe right now. I'm trying to, I'm trying to be good. But anyway, um, with ancestral veneration, it, I was very fascinated with it, right? Because like I said before, I love magic. I love, uh, the occults. I love like I love shit like that. All of that is just so exciting for me. It's scary, but it's not really scary for me. I was always a person who enjoyed scary movies, supernatural type of scary movies, or just really any type of scary movies. I realize now, since I've gained more knowledge about the supernatural outside of the the teachings of how Christianity would teach supernatural, right? You know, with Christianity, it will automatically say, no, this is demonic. And with African traditional religions, they don't demonize uh, ancestors and uh, speaking to them and just uh, connecting with supernatural forces. They see it as an honor and something to be reverenced uh, or revered. So my my fear or somewhat fascination with scary movies, with supernatural scary movies, I it suddenly just turned into more of just a learning curve for me. Like, ooh, okay, I'm watching The Conjuring. And yeah, I used to jump with excitement though, but I used to jump when I would see this, this sudden spirit walking in this scene and scaring the little girl who is only seeing these spirits, but her parents are thinking, you know, something's wrong with our child. But now when I watch these movies, I'm not afraid because I look at it from different lens. I'm looking at it as like, wow, hmm, maybe this spirit is just tormented and sad and just needs to be relieved and just needs to uh, know that how they died isn't what wasn't a good thing and that we are honoring their life here on earth even after their death so my perspective changed once I started getting into more of what that looks like from the context of African traditional religions and I think you know now that I am evolving more in my thoughts when it comes to all of that I I do question the necessity when it comes to venerating our ancestors. I, you know, with me, I I love learning, period, right? I love learning. I love just learning about history. I'm a history buff, whether it's my own family history or just history of this, this village in this town. I just love learning about history. And for me, I really love learning about my own family history and learning about, you know, what what traits of my personality is similar to my great grandmother. You know, I want to learn more about, you know, the the ones before me in my lineage and with my Haitian culture, unfortunately, at least in my family and a couple of families that I know around me who are Haitian as well. 
there isn't much of a record book of our history. There isn't much of a conversation around or about the past. It's just kind of like move forward and get on. And I have always been interested in learning more about my roots. And because my parents really didn't give us much conversation around that. And like, they'll get, they gave me a, a little bit to go off of, but like, I never had, you know, with American families, I never had the experience of, you know, baking cookies with my grandma <laughs> or, you know, like I never had the experience of like, you know, chilling at my grandparents' house and they treating me so much nicer than my parents. You know, with my niece, you know, God, I like she has the best of both worlds. She has the the close relationship with my parents, which is which are her grand um, grandparents, and she has her mother, my sister, and so she has multiple people in her multiple elders, close elders in her life who she can look up to, who she has a close relationship with. It's not like it's just this formal, you know, give your grandpa, give your grandma a kiss and, you know, get out the way. Children are not to be heard but seen type of relationship. Like she and my dad are close, like really great relationship. And I never had that experience. So I think about like, oh, you know, I would have liked it if I had something like that. So obviously my grand, well, not obviously, but like my, so my grandparents are, are long gone, but I never really learned more about just the makings of who they are and, you know, just their, uh, just being in their presence long enough. And when they were alive, they were already, um, they were in Haiti. So I was not, you know, it's not around the house. I'm about to go to grandma's house, like around the corner type of thing. And there's a lot of American families who do have that privilege, who could just go to grandma's house. Grandma's right around the corner. <laughs> Me, grandma's house is over in fucking Haiti. <laughs> so uh, grandma's house, bitch, g- get your ass home. <laughs> so I never had that experience. And when I think about um, wanting to get to know more of my history and my past, that really opened my 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 desire and my exploration for wanting to create an ancestral altar to connect with them. Yes, they're long gone, but hey, this African traditional religion is saying that it's okay if you talk to them. It's okay. They want to hear from you. They love you. They're your ancestors and they have your back and yada, 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 right? So all of that is just like, it sounds so beautiful for me, for someone who yearned for that experience and that relationship. So I was looking more into it. But you know what's so funny? I never really did it. Like I I would fantasize about doing it, about creating an altar, about uh, being consistent with it, but I never really did it. I think that's, I don't know, maybe that's God uh, nudging me at those moments to not go all the way with it. Because, you know, with, well, I don't know you guys know, but with altars, you have... To start you off, they would say, you know, just have water, a glass of water and a candle and you lit, light up that candle and then you just speak to those forces by saying something like, you know, I welcome my honorable ancestors into this room right now, into this space right now. And you just do it more consistently, so much so that finally the ancestors start knocking on your door type of thing right and you finally feel their presence or you see them and at this point I don't like I've never done anything like this I never explored with that before and I never had an ancestor who passed away who I was close with so the ones who passed away They're long gone. Yeah, I know their relation to me, but if they were to try to contact me from the dead, you know, what would some of their idiosyncrasies be to make me confirm that, oh, this is so-and-so. This is my Aunt Lucy, my Aunt Sarah type of thing. And 
I never had that. So I, I was at first like, how is this going to work? You know, one. And then also with once you build more into your altar, you include pictures of your, you know, your transition ancestors. You include uh, different um, artifacts that represent them. You also even include food and money, like actual dollars and actual food, food that is cooked, not just some raw shit, food that is cooked that you know would please your ancestors. So like if you had a great uncle who loved drinking rum and oxtails, you would have rum at the altar and oxtails at the altar as well. So anyway, I say all this to say, this is how an, an altar looks like. And the point of that is to please and uh, attract your ancestors to this altar because wow, they see the money place for them. They see the food place for them. But I just never really fully did it because I just, as much as I love scary movies and enjoyed it throughout my life and still do, I just didn't think it was a good idea to talk to the dead. I just didn't think it was a good idea to awaken the dead. You know, I feel like there is a reason why we have different realms. You know, I think, you know, with the living realm, you know, you have myself, you have you who's listening right now. Thank you for listening. We are living beings. We are in our flesh. I believe we are all spirits, but we're in a flesh body that allows for us to operate in the living world. Now, there's the underground world. There's the dark world. And I don't want to say the underground is necessarily dark, but I'm saying those who passed on, maybe they're in the underground world. Maybe that's the the name for that realm, but it's a different realm than the living. And there's a reason why it's separate. There's a reason why it's a different realm. And for us to, for us as humans to try to, living humans to try to budge and nudge and tug and open this door and open that door I don't think it's a good idea I don't think it's gonna really benefit us in the long run because I was watching something yesterday on YouTube y'all know me and YouTube and this person she was talking about how new age spirituality ruined her life she was all into it at first, doing a whole law of attraction. And she re- she was realizing that, wow, she really thought positively about this guy that she liked. And wow, he really called her back. And wow, they're on this date. And wow, they've been dating for three months. But then they realized, oh, by the end of the three months, she noticed that he changed. She noticed that he's a little different. And I'm just giving an example. I don't think she actually said this part. But the point is, what I'm saying is what she thought she had and the purity of how she wanted it or how she thought it would appear in her life, it turned out to be something actually dark, something actually dirty, something that she should have never awakened. So when we think about venerating our ancestors, are we really venerating the loved ones who have passed on? Or are we venerating forces and spirits that are shape-shifting into what appears to be our ancestors. So, and I'm saying shape-shifting specifically, for those who may not know what that is, so if you watch Lovecraft Country, please watch that on HBO. It, the season already ended. I think it was a limited series. Um, and I'm still kind of hurt by it because it was such a good show, and I knew it was going to be a one-time thing. But I really hated the ending. I'm sad that, and I don't want to ruin it for anyone, so spoiler alert! I'm not going to say it, I'm not going to say it. It's not even spoiler alert. Just go watch it. It's a really, really good show. And it's on HBO, Lovecraft Country. But in that show, there are examples of this woman who shapeshifts, which means she forms into someone else. She uses some power, some magic, and turns into someone else who she who she is for this period of time to complete this task, to complete this purpose in this period of time in that new flesh that she shape-shifted into. 
And when I was watching this YouTube video of this woman talking about how new age spirituality really ruined her life, she was saying how she was, she thought she was speaking to her ancestor and specifically this ancestor, I think it was her grandmother. And this person looked like, the spirit looked like her grandmother or this person, right? Because with the ancestor or uh, speaking to someone, yeah, your ancestor, this person looks enough to be like a human or someone who just looks real, right? It's not just like this translucent figure. She looked to be real. So she thought she was communicating to her grandmother who passed on. Yet, come to find out, her grandmother shape-shifted into, or someone shape-shifted into her grandmother, and eventually, the the figure of who her grandmother is, and how she looks like, turned into this other thing, turned into this other spirit, and now she's, she's frightened, she's, you know, she's about to be attacked, and, but she called on the name of Jesus, And I know it's sounding like I'm sounding preachy, right? And I I don't want to sound preachy, but I'm just telling you what I heard and what I feel to be true. She called the name of Jesus and she was protected. She was good. She, she was brought out of that moment. But I, you know, I heard that a lot from a couple of YouTube videos that I watched that was talking about the same topic of how new age spirituality really ruined their life and their understanding of stuff and just their experiences And I think about that could be what people are experiencing when they are venerating their ancestors. It could be, right? I'm not here to tell you don't speak to your grandmother who you had a close relationship with and who you miss. I'm not here to tell you to do any of that. I'm just here to say, you know, when we tap into different realms, we don't know what's really over there. We don't know what's really on the other side. So how can we be certain that this spirit who looks to be our loved one is really our loved one? How could we know that when what we really just want to see is this is our loved one again, right? Like and to be personal, you know, I miss I miss Joanna so badly. I miss her so so badly. I think about her all the time. I was at dinner, yeah, dinner, like, uh, what's it called, Brinner, <laughs> like, lunch, and no, Linner, whatever, but I was out um, just a moment ago eating dinner by myself, and I was at Texas Roadhouse, oh, I don't get emotional, but I was at Texas Roadhouse, and Joanna and I and our cousins um, will all go out there sometimes, to to eat that was one of our spots well our definite spot was Fridays TGI Fridays that that was our our signature restaurant but Texas Roadhouse was one of the restaurants that we would frequent at as well because their bread was super super good super delicious and it was just a good time it was a good time and I was sitting there eating my food by myself and I was eating the bread first because the bread comes first and then you eat your meal and I just, I envisioned her in front of me. I saw her in front of me, just in a flash. Like, I don't know if she was really in front of me, but I just, I I was just thinking like, man, it would have been nice if she was in front of me. It would have been nice if, if she was the here. And I feel like as much as I miss her, I don't want to disturb her. I don't want to awaken her from the dead. I don't want to disrupt her. Because I, in my thinking, what makes me feel good at night and when I think about her is that she's living her life after, after death. She's doing whatever she's doing with God. And, oh, because I miss her so badly, I'm going to venerate her to come sit before me as I eat this bread at Texas Roadhouse. You know, I just don't want to be selfish with my with my love for her. And I think sometimes when we venerate our ancestors or what we think to be our ancestors, some ancestors sometimes it it is to our and it may be to their disservice, too. 
you know, we don't know what is happening in the other side. And we don't know if us venerating them is actually us disturbing them. What if it's hurting them? What if it's not what we're supposed to be doing? And I just, you know, the Bible does talk about, you know, not interacting with the dead, not engaging with the dead. And that is something that I feel should be adhered to just because as much as as much as the curiosity I have for it, there was a reason why I did not fully go through with the altar. And before, before Joanna passed, oh, even saying that's still hard. Before she passed, I was interested in the whole altar work. And, but I didn't have someone at the time who I was close to who passed on. And now that I have this great opportunity, which is like, fuck, I would rather her be living. <laughs> but I mean, technically, now that I have this opportunity to connect to this loved one who I was close to, who has passed on, I don't think it's a good idea for me to tap into it. And, you know, I, I think it's hard to even say that, but I also just feel like there. There's a reason behind that. And I'm, I'm, just, I'm not there yet fully to understand this is a, the complete reason. But I believe that I'm on the right thought pattern when it comes to me thinking about not disturbing the dead. Uh, earlier on when she passed, I would dream about her. She'll come to me in my dreams. And it was a couple of times she wasn't haunting me or anything weird it was just I remember in my dream like I I knew she passed in my in one of my dreams I knew she passed and yet we were all at my sister's house I walked into my sister's house and I see Joanna sitting in pink wearing pink like full-on pink like pink suit and I'm like she don't wear this. <laughs> but she looked good like it was like form-fitting her hair was beautifully curled and just her makeup was on point as always. And I knew she passed even in my dream. Like I was still aware of the reality of her not being here in the flesh anymore. And I think that's something to that, right? I think oftentimes in your dream, you don't you don't operate in reality. You operate in this la la land like, no, we're here in this world together. And it's like, no, you're we're not in the same realm anymore. So I knew that in my dream and I was so happy to see her, but I didn't get close to her. I felt like there was something not allowing me to go close to her, but I smiled at her so hard. I was so happy to see her and she smiled at me back and I, that filled me up and that was enough for me in that moment at least. So, you know, I think... When our loved ones who has passed, and I want to say that more than just saying ancestors, because I feel like ancestors don't really carry the weight of the love that you have for that person. So I'm going to say, I'm going to be more intentional to say loved one who has passed. So when we have a loved one who has passed, I think we have to not disturb them. And look, do what you want. Do do you, boo. But I think for myself, I don't want to disturb. And in moments when they want to reach out to me or maybe send God a message for me, I don't know what it is, but they will do it in a way that is safe for the both of us. So in the dream that I just shared, that's an example of doing of reaching out to me in a way that is safe for the both of us. Cause I see it as, okay, you're now with God. God allowed you to see me in this moment, in this dream. And I'm going to take that and I'm going to cherish that. And I still remember that dream to this day. And that was months ago. That was another dream I had of her. I don't want to get into all the dreams, but a couple of dreams she came uh, and I, and I saw her. So again, be mindful of the things that you get into because you don't know what door you're opening and you don't know what, what spirit you're allowing into your home. So I'm just saying that has just 
you know, a little warning. Uh, one more thing. So, uh, so I talked about in the last episode, the, what is it? Um, the visualization session that I had with this new age spiritualist coach, you know, all these names (laughs) and she, was uh, so after we had the session and I actually enjoyed the session because I felt like I was giving myself that power back and you know (laughs) that's the thing about new age spirituality you get the power that you didn't have when you were younger or that was taken away from you that was snatched away from you so a lot of people who do seek new age spirituality they are survivors or victims of sexual abuse And they didn't have the power then because they were taken advantage of, obviously. So they have found empowerment in this new age spirituality that they never had before. So I understand how this is exciting and enticing to those who have been victimized. I understand. I didn't say all of this. So everything that I'm saying is not to be judgmental. It is not to harp on you. Again, I'm, I'm going to keep on saying, do you? I don't know all the answers. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just here. Hello? Thank you for listening. <laughs> no, but seriously, I I understand everyone's path in life. And as much as I love the Lord, and technically my job as a Christian or someone who calls herself a Christian, our job is to evangelize our job is to minister to people our job is to get you converted to christ to to say lord is your is your savior and you have dedicated your life our job is to do that and i'm not here to do that i'm sorry i'm not i'm here to tell you my my walk i'm here to share my testimony i'm here to influence you as positive as positively as i can But I will not denounce you and where you are in your life right now. I will not make you feel like crap for not being where I'm at spiritually. And you're going to go to the pits of hell. I don't like that language. I don't like that rhetoric. So I will not continue that. And in the way that I minister or prophesy or whatever it is to you, if it is my assignment to be fulfilled, to have you come on this side, then God will see it so. But my task is not to make you feel like crap for wherever you are currently in your path. So I had this session with her. And after the session, it was like a couple of days later, uh, she reached out to me letting me know her her little, um, I don't want to say little, little sounds dismissive, but she reached out to me letting me know about her, um, her package deal when it comes to the services that she provides. And she didn't have anything really professionally set up. She didn't have like a pamphlet on her Instagram. She didn't have a link in her bio. She used to have a website, but now that website is suddenly locked down. And so she reached out to me and it looks like she was reaching out to a couple of her clients and she's still building her clientele. So she reached out to me and introduced me to this three month package. And I believe she said three months, but it was, it was definitely more than a month. And with this package is intended to, uh, you know, get you to be your best self, you know, get you to learn more about the power that you hold and unlock your divine, unlock your divine feminine, unlock your power, your inner prowess, you know, stuff like that. And it sounds good, right? It sounds super good. But look, I think sometimes when we talk about money, it it turns people off and I get it. I'm turned off too, but some things are turned off for a reason. So then she talks about, okay, this is what the package includes. Like, you know, it includes three months of maybe twice a week sessions, whatever. Right. And she then go on to say that within this package, she takes three weeks off because she does not work on her period. So that week is taken off. She does not work the the week prior to her period because you know PMS is real. And she does not work the week after her period. <laughs> OK, 
because you know post PMS is real <laughs> and I was like bitch what and I feel like look you know as an entrepreneur you are entitled to create the service in the way that works best for you right you can create your business in the way that works best for you but sis what the fuck <laughs> I get it as women, we are in this world, in, in this society in particular, we are discouraged from fully walking in our full natural self. We are forced to work even in our cramping. We are forced to suck it up and stop acting like a lady. You're being a girl right now. You're being emotional and we're, we're demonized from being our natural God-born self. So I understand the intent behind that. And I applaud the boldness that she has taken to really not <laughs> work while she's cramping, while her body is working internally. But girl, what we're not going to do is... So she then goes on to say... The, the full cost is $900, U.S. dollars. Did I, y'all hear me? Okay, $900. And I feel like, you know, with spiritual healing and learning and like mental health, I think this will go with the same bracket as mental health, but at least with mental health, when you go to, the, go to a therapist, it is mostly under and covered with insurance and you may pay a copay, but most of the time it's covered with insurance. So this whole 900, like you wouldn't even think about paying hundreds of dollars in your therapy sessions because the insurance covers that. And the insurance is along with your, your work benefits. And so all of that is already taken care of under wraps. You don't know the numbers behind it. So when she told me the numbers, maybe this is the number that is normal for this type of work, for this type of investment, for this type of service. And maybe I'm just a cheap bitch. Maybe, maybe it could be me. It could be me. All I know is once she said that number, I was like, gots to go. <laughs> Ancestor came in on me and was like, bitch, if you don't leave this damn call, <laughs> gotta go. <laughs> okay. Because you, you, we're taking three weeks off because you want to be on your period. Now, when I'm on my period, do I adhere to that too and still pay you the three, 900? Like, girl, bye. What are we doing? I just, you know, I just think sometimes, yeah, and I don't want to say scammer because I, I don't think all of them are scammers. I really think they're, they're doing the Lord's work in some way. I do. I think a lot of the things that we hear in new age spirituality, when it comes to law of attraction, right? The Bible does talk about, well, think positive, rest your thoughts on positive things on good things so it's telling you to not let negativity not let worry occupy your mind you are supposed to think of light of good even though it sounds or it feels hard you are supposed to be intentional with your thoughts and you are supposed to put forward positive intention with your thoughts all of that is real and it's true and it means something. But I think sometimes people who have probably come from an impoverished background, who probably came from a victimized background, sees opportunities to make money at all costs, whether they are genuinely in the field in this industry for good reasons with good intentions or not they are doing it primarily to capitalize so it's very important to be mindful it's all about being mindful y'all it's very important to be mindful of the the work that you get into with folks the services that you take on it's like i don't know if i want to pay you like there was um and then the argument could be, okay, well, what about these churches, these these Christian churches that want to have conferences? I don't go to them either. Like, 
what are we doing? <laughs> I'm kidding. No, no, no. I mean, look, I get that. I totally get it. Look, I'm just saying with everything, like if you feel like, look, this is not in my budget and sure, maybe the argument could be, well, you have to invest in your, in your wealth, well, in your mental wealth, right? In your health, you have to invest in yourself. I do get that. I just also feel like there, a scammer is a, a scammer is a scammer is a scammer. There are church scammers. There are, uh, freaking, you know, pastor scammers and there are, new age spiritualist scammers as well. Like there are scammers around. There's a scammer in your family. There's a scammer right behind you. Turn around right there. There's a scammer right there. Scammers are everywhere. I see one there and there and there. So all I'm saying is be mindful of who you give your money to, who you do business with. Are they really in it to really serve you and get you through whatever service that they could provide you with to, to provide you with healing and, and, um, all of that. Or are they just trying to get that $900? Like, girl, I was paying your, I, I didn't. Okay. So at the end of the day, let me just wrap up that little story. I did not pay her that investment. I did not pay her that $900. I was like, okay, thank you. Okay. Okay. I'll let you know. Okay. <laughs> Is gonna be a no, um, but I was actually transparent in that moment when she explained it because she, after she explained it, she then went on to say, you know, I understand money is like a little weird conversation to have, and you know, we're all in different paces financially, and like so, she seemed to have been understanding of people not being quick to say, okay, girl, the money is in your account, <laughs> but I, I think with um, with me. I, I like to be more transparent when it comes to just my decision and not lead you on. So I said in response, I was like, um, so I don't know if I could do that or I, I may not be able to do that. You know, I say it in a way that's kind of cushion, you know, you got to cushion it up. And instead I gave her another, another possibility that I'll invest in. So like, Oh, do you have an a la carte? Uh, reference that I not reference but an a la carte service which is pretty much I could just pick out the service that I want and pay you that fee and I'm just asking about that just to ask <laughs> I wasn't really gonna book another one I already booked with you and maybe that was all I needed in that moment um I did like it but I just you know you know when you're trying to dodge someone from paying nine hundred dollars you don't really want to book another session with them that is obviously less than the 900, but you know, that conversation may come about and it's like, damn girl, let me just give that $900. Like, let me, you know? So that's where I'm at. I feel like with, uh, you know, with, with people in general, there are, you just have to be mindful of the scammers out there. I'm not saying that she was a scammer. I'm not. I just think, I'm not, I'm not going to pay you $900, sis. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> okay. I <coughs> also want to get into the, the living in bliss appearance that many new age spiritualists present to us. So they present that they are just so happy life is so good. I'm so blessed. I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful. And it's like, okay, girl. Yeah. I have those days when I am, or even moments. Cause sometimes it's not fully a day. You know, I, I will curse or I would be upset. I'll be in my head. I'll be in my feelings. I'll be sad about X, Y, and Z. And I'm stuck in that feeling for the next hour or two. And then I move on from that feeling. But with these new age spiritualist people, it seems like they're always in this state of bliss. And I feel like that's another example of scammer ass shit. Because you can't tell me living in this world is blissful at all times. At all times. And I'm not saying this to say, you know, I know we just said, well, you got to think positive. Gotta, I Look, I get that. And in this flesh and in this reality... A bitch is depressed, sad, anxious, you know, all these other emotions that are not necessarily positive. 
So what I would like to see more of from these new age spiritualists is the reality of living in this world. We're not always going to be on the beaches of Bahama. We're not always going to be on the beaches of Hawaii. You know, what does it look like to you when you're having a rough day? Walk us through that emotion and tell us how do you get from feeling rough down and out and then resting and feeling accomplished, feeling grateful, feeling good about yourself. How do you get there? Walk us through with this, uh, with a particular new age spiritualist that I follow on Instagram, she would go MIA all of a sudden on Instagram where so much so where, dang, I haven't seen her post something. Like I would notice, like I notice who I follow because I'm intentional about, intentional about the follows that I give out. Like if I'm following you, it's because you are offering something to me that I enjoy. I'm not just following niggas just, just to follow niggas. Like I really want to see what's going on. <laughs> what's, what's going on in that story? And with her, I noticed she took, it was some weeks, maybe a month or two off. And I noticed, maybe more. So I was like, hmm, okay. So then she suddenly came back on and she comes on with like super heavy, like super many, many Instagram stories talking about, oh, I'm so grateful. God is so good. Wow, I'm so blessed and smiling in every photo, everything. And then she'll leave a couple of IG stories talking about how, um, what she said, she'll say like, I was attacked. I was, people were trying to kill me. And I don't think she meant, I mean, I don't think she meant literally, but she kept on using that, that, that word. People were trying to kill me every day, but God, I'm so good. Like, like suddenly she's like so good. And I just wanted to understand how do you get from people were trying to kill me to being on the beaches of Hawaii? I'm sorry, where are these people trying to kill you? Like, I just want to understand. You know me, I just, I just want to understand. I just want to get it. Can I just get it? <laughs> so it just felt like, it just feels like why, you know, when, when we are on social media, I get it. You know, do what you want on your account. You know, show only the highlights. But I feel like what, what would be more effective is if, these new age spiritualists would show us their bad days. Show me how you walk through those bad days. Life is not always in bliss. And you talking about it in these like quick Instagram posts in the text doesn't really capture the, the hard times that we all experience in life. We're not going to just be on the, and then I would see like some of them just be on the beach every day. You don't see them on their way to work. Suddenly, they're all full-time entrepreneurs. They all somehow make... And I know what I'm saying sounds like, damn, girl, you all up in there? Yeah, I am all up in the business. I'm trying to understand. I am trying to understand. I'm trying to understand how did you get here? Like, walk us through your journey in living this blissful life. I want to get there. But do I got to pay you, do I got to pay you $900 to get there? <laughs> I want to see how you got there. How are you just always on the beaches of Cancun? But you, what, what is your income? What is the salary that you make yearly? I want to know. I really want to know because I just don't get it. And it's same, and it's like, I feel like with YouTubers and social media influencers, you understand and see, you can kind of pick, not pick, uh, you can kind of count their pockets. You can kind of see, okay, I see how they are living this life. They're clearly making a lot of money from these sponsors, from these ads. I still not understanding how an ad, uh, being an influencer can make you be so rich according to how their life looks like. I'm still learning more, but a lot of them will have YouTube videos about, I made $30,000 this month. <laughs> Bitch, what? That's some nigga's fucking yearly salary. But you made it in a month doing ads for sweet tea, for flat tummy tea. I just, how did we get here? <laughs> Let's just walk us through it.
<laughs> and what's all that to say? When we are not transparent, it really just bothers me. It bothers me because I want to know. You know, a lot of these new age spiritualists will say, there's money, there's plenty of money out there. There's an abundance of money out there. Don't let people make you feel like this is just the life that you have to live, that you could only make this bracket of money, that you can't make more beyond that. And I'm just like, I believe that, but it's hard to believe that when you don't really see that in your near surroundings. You see it on this on this device, you see it on the computer, you see it on the TV. But how did how did you get here? Walk us through. Anyway, I still to say new age spiritual and some of them, not all of them, right? Um, would just present a blissful life. Like everything is good, and that's because I attract positivity and I only think positive and it's like uh, you know it's just a little dismissive it's a little dismissive because you're not living in the same world as me clearly we're not in the same world so how did how did you get there how did you get there okay I really did not mean to have another episode about the same topic but every episode focused on a different part of this topic so I really hope this resonated with anyone. I hope this uh, made you, you know, curious enough to want to have a conversation with me about this. I am open to hearing anyone's feedback, positive feedback, of course. But I really appreciate your support in listening to these episodes. I'm enjoying Podmas. I'm glad that God gave me this idea literally the day before the 12th. Like, not even the, the day, the night the 11th, the night of the 11th, and I'm up at night, just tossing and turning, and then, bing, idea, <laughs> so I'm happy I'm here, but uh, next Podmas, Podmas 2021, Lord willing, I would be more prepared, more, uh, me- was really mentally prepared for this, because it's, re- it's back to back, like, I'm recording every day, I'm recording every day. And it's a blessing, though. I really enjoy this, and I'm glad that people are listening, and I encourage you all to continue to support me. If this podcast, if any episode has made you laugh, has made you smile, has made you cry, has made you feel connected and at one with me and my experiences, if you were able to relate to whatever I'm saying, because I say a lot of different things, but you were able to relate to any one of them, I encourage you to make sure you're subscribed to either uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or SoundCloud. I encourage you to share this podcast with a friend. Tell your friends about God Built This Podcast. Tell them, yo, you got to listen to episode so-and-so because she tells me this, but you were saying this yesterday. Tell me what you think after you listen to this episode. You know, I want... I want y'all niggas to tell y'all niggas. Tell y'all niggas. Okay, that's the that's the tweet. That's the end. <laughs> so thank you again. And I will talk with you all tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. Bye.